stuff about Biden's hiding. Well, you know, the fact of the matter is, it's working pretty well. Biden's hiding? Well, it seems to be working. He's leading in polls, which uh, we talked yesterday about. I, I, I don't understand why anybody would put any stock in any poll at all with all the things that are going on. The virus, the economy, the... I, I love that political story. Joe, uh, Sean mentioned it, uh, I think, off the air yesterday. But uh, I went ahead and read it uh, yesterday. They were quoting mostly unnamed, like, former Obama advisors and stuff like that. But uh, Democrats concerned that there's going to be a V-shaped return, even though we'll be in bad shape compared to February. Economically speaking? Yeah, yeah. economically speaking. Mm-hmm. It will look like... You know, the trajectory, the feeling in America will be the economy's on the move. Going up. Even if we have like 11% unemployment, which normally, forget it. You're right. not getting reelected with 11% unemployment. Right. It will, but if it, that's coming off, off at 25%, yeah, looks pretty good. Yeah, and, and, and just the feeling, you know, consumer sure. confidence, the mood. Mm-hmm. That, the economic intercourse. So right. some of your lead Democratic strategists really feel like there's a chance. Their biggest fear is that it's just going to time perfectly. Well, and they're, they're actually saying that we fear the economy will come back quickly. But they the should business. work on their messaging a little better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd rephrase that. I know that it's popular on both sides to do this in your ultimate argument I get. I have never rooted for the economy to be bad, to get somebody out of office. I want the economy to be good. And then we can argue about other things. Can it be good in December after we vote? I'm, gonna, I'm always wanting I want it to be good today. As soon as possible. Always. <laughs> I hear you. But uh, I also understand the other philosophy. Um, so why are we wanting to listen to these Joe Biden clips? Is well, he a did reason? a long interview with CNN, and he said some interesting stuff. He said some floundering stuff. He said some really odd stuff, as usual. Um, let's, let's play uh, number 41. I happen to be listening to the uh, horrific, the unlistenable CNN uh, whilst coming to work this morning. And happen to hear this interview. Go ahead with 41. But wearing a mask has become a cultural and political flashpoint. And the president is involved in that, even stoking that. Did I? Sure he is. And look, look, and is stoking deaths. It's not going to increase the likelihood that people are going to be better so off. So do you think wearing a mask projects strength or weakness? Leadership. What it presents and projects is leadership. Option, Joe. Presidents are supposed to lead, <laughs> not engage in folly. And be falsely masculine. It reminds me of the guys that I grew up with playing ball. They'd walk around with a ball in their hand, but they didn't like to hit very much. <laughs> That's an interesting And ending. there's a long pause. I was listening to that, and I thought, did I not hear that? They, they walked around with a ball in their hand, but they didn't like to hit. You don't hit with a ball in your hand. Do you mean like hit somebody with the ball? He meant football. I was completely. Yeah. They didn't like to get hit, I think, hit or get hit. He meant that's what meant football? That's what I assume. Oh. That's the way I took it. Okay, yeah, that, that would make sense. Okay. Uh, so like uh, we couldn't even narrow down on what sport he was in. I was thinking around baseball. Tossing football, we don't really want the contact. They like right. being associated with whatever the, the thing right. is with being a football get player, it. but got they it. don't want to get in there and get it. So, yeah. so this if is, somebody has to explain your applause lines, you need different applause So lines. this is an interesting one. and I Maybe I'm just a dope. I don't even know where. Bingo. I, uh, thanks, Joe. <laughs> I don't even know where I am on this conversation with the Trump versus Biden over the weekend in the mask. Biden looked ridiculous in the mask to me. Now, uh, uh, the argument, you know, the the yelling at me would be he's doing something healthy. No, it doesn't. It's not the greatest. Fa- it's not a fashion statement. It's it's for the virus to stop spreading the virus and getting the virus, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But, you, you, but if you're just optics, I think it looks ridiculous. But I. <laughs> 
I guess if you if you lean Biden, you'd think it looks like doing the right thing is what it looks like to me. Yes. You know, now is the, absolutely the perfect time to play clip 46, and we'll get back to old Uncle Joe. Can you hit us with this? It's MSNBC uh, crew. People there are just not worried about it, Cal? They're not worried about their own personal safety? I haven't met anybody who is. I think people felt like the Supreme Court made the decision here in Wisconsin that it was time to open up. But you can see, here, just around. Nobody's wearing them. Nobody's, uh, the there you go, including the cameraman. Yeah. Katie? Striking images. So, MSNBC is there. <laughs> look, like at, look at these Wisconsinites. They're not wearing masks. Practically nobody is. And a, a bystander says, yeah, including your cameraman. And half of your crew. <laughs> so was the reporter's got his mask on, muffling his voice idiotically because he's not breathing moistly on anyone. Well, some some reporter actually said the other day in one of the question and answers, um, uh, was it Trump? Whoever was being questioned, Vice President Pence, somebody said, I'm sorry, I can't understand you. And the reporter pulled the mask down and said, sorry, I'm being politically correct. So it just said out loud, I'm wow. wearing the mask to be politically correct, not wow. for health reasons. Right. So it has become a political statement. There's no doubt about that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, which is which is weird. And I, unfortunate, because then nobody talks about the benefits or, or whatever. Well, right. Yeah. I'm not wearing a mask because I think it's a political <laughs> statement. I disagree with so many of the political decisions around me, mm-hmm. but I, I'm fine with wearing the mask. Um, and, uh, and by the way, this is the moment I've just completely given up. Uh, the MSNBC gal, liberal says, are they just not concerned about their personal safety? Not recognizing that the cotton mask, the regular mask, is not for your personal safety. It's to avoid spreading it to other people. So she doesn't know what the masks are for. So never mind. I give up. So if you were running, would you have worn the mask over the weekend or not? I don't know if I would have or not, because I don't, I don't want the goofy look. Uh, depends on the context, now, I guess. Well, but but so if, I, I assume anywhere Trump's walking... He's surrounded by only people that get checked every single friggin' day. Right. Nobody's allowed to get very close to him. So I think from a personal safety thing, yeah. you know, breathing on me or me, them or whatever, there's not a lot going on. Right. Uh, if I were Joe Biden, I would take it down and say, listen, you can understand me better and we're socially distancing here. So I don't think the mask is necessary. But because that's the whole point. If you're going to be close to people, wear the mask to avoid speaking moistly on them. Um, but, you know, speaking moistly. It's just the whole conversation has gotten so ridiculous that I just I don't know. Trying to be the voice of reason against not one but two howling mobs. It's just tiring work. Well, it's all stupid, but it seems to have an effect. It is it has long been believed that when Michael Dukakis running for president got in the tank with the helmet on his head because the helmet didn't quite fit right. Yes, and he that, was smiling like a jackass. That, that doomed him running for president. Yeah, it was and a powerful so, image. So the whole wearing helmets, masks, get-ups thing has always been when you're running for president. It's stupid. It's all really stupid. You shouldn't vote for president, whether or not the hat they tried on fit or they're wearing a mask. None of that should matter. If he can't find a hat that fits, how's he going to find a policy that works? Bingo. Yeah, good point. (laughs) Grr. So that's just the only reason I ask, because I know those optics things play. It's also just important to remember that precedent has never mattered less. Like, these things, well, back in 77 when it's, uh... All right, give me 42 before we wrap up this discussion. Back to old Uncle Joe. I don't apologize for every mistake I make because a lot of them don't have any consequence. It's just to, you know, beat up. I, well, Joe said there were three rungs on that fence. Well, no, there are two rungs on that fence. I'm not going to apologize for that. But my generic point is, what? you know, look, the, the good news is the bad news. 
The vast majority of people on all the data in my experience and polling data, they think they know me. That's the good news. The bad news is they know me. <laughs> so the hard part is I have real faults. Everybody does. They know my faults. It's going to be hard, though, I think, as the data is showing now, to try to turn something they know to be my strength and my honor into a liability. Oh, that was a that was a fairly reasonable statement. I didn't get the first part, but maybe I wasn't paying attention. Um, oh, oh, by the way, Dana Bash. Oh, go ahead. You were going to say. You something. know what? Either candidate could say is, you know, in reality, I could be a wooden plank with an R on it or a D on it, and everybody would vote the same way. <laughs> the needle would move maybe four points. <laughs> yeah, and if it was nice, like shiny wood with a nice finish on yeah. it. A little shellac or something, and probably get those points right back. Um, so uh, she did ask him about the whole uh, black people have to automatically vote Democrat because mm-hmm. they're not, or they're not black. He made the same apologies made several times today. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, in the last several days, and I'm sure you've heard it. But then she asked him about, and you claimed the NAACP. She ran the tapes. Endorse me every time I've run when they've never endorsed him at all. He dodged that. He didn't answer that at all. Didn't even offer up some sort of half-assed, uh, spinny answer. He just didn't answer. And she, uh, to her discredit, did not follow up at all. Not even once. So my guess would be uh, none of these kind of interviews are going to have any effect on any voter at all. Almost uh, certainly not. The only things that can have an effect on the voters, I think, leading up to Election Day, and, and you know, not, maybe not even that case, are your uh, events beyond their control. The economy, the virus, uh, China and India are staring each other down all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. I mean, just things like that and how they react to them um, might move people, the persuadables. But I just I don't think anything either one of them says just kind of in these general day by day. I, I just I just mm. don't think it has any effect no. on anybody. No, I would agree. I think the wooden plank analogy is is a good one, especially, you know, given uh, the, the, the nature of Trump. I mean, it's not like it's, you know, Jimmy Carter versus Gerald Ford or something. A couple of fairly moderate, fairly benign personalities with, you know, a couple of inches of of, uh, policy space between them, but not that much. Um, But here we are. As I'm fond of saying, we'll all find out together, won't we? Biden's not going to get more coherent as we get further along, though. No, I still call it a 30% chance he gets replaced. Wow. He wanders off into the woods. The sheriff's department has to find him, <laughs> usher him back home in his, uh, his, his robe and his slippers. Oh, jeez. And, and, and it just becomes utterly clear that he's, he's, he's uh, well, he's, he's beyond his, uh, his prime. Bingo. You know, before we argued about face masks. And, and we... then he'll go off and play his favorite game, which is, of course, bingo. Right. <laughs> Well, he's in the age group for it. There's no doubt about he sure that. sure is, yeah. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. What's going on? I just I don't know what's going on anymore. I'll tell you what's going on. I can't wrap my head around the current state of life. The politics, the economy, schooling, everything is so different Mm -hmm. than anything that's ever been before. I can't wrap my head around it. Well, you'd better. I don't know why I'm taking that tone. (laughs) It's kind of fun. Wake up! 
try to think of a time when this many things has been in complete flux. Yeah. Well, and this many aspects of life completely up in the air, like we're doing it completely different than we've ever done it before. Mm-hmm. Nobody has any idea what direction this is but going. But it's extremely important that we do it this way. For reasons that are increasingly shaky. I don't think it's ever been this in flux, ever. Tell you what, China shows every uh, every sign of jumping ugly. We had Russian fighter planes shadowing one of our patrol planes. Uh, Like, it's close enough that the pilots could have spit on each other, which I don't recommend. It's gross, but... um, Yeah, Yeah, things could get even fluxier. I just saw this this morning. Escalating border tensions between China and India, with both sides sending in more military enforcements. Talks so far have failed to end the standoff. Looks like they're going to be there for a while. So that's not a... The two biggest countries in the world. Yikes. Sending more military uh, people to the border to stare at each other. Yikes. Wow. So, well, you know, it's uh, funny. We often talk about foreign policy and international relations and stuff on this show because it's, uh, we find it really, really interesting. Um, but, I mean, we've done all, almost none of that except for, you know, China keeping the, the COVID secret and killing hundreds of thousands of people around the world because mm-hmm. they're dirty, dirty commies. Um, here's a, a more, uh, you know, a local-ish story for you. A, 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 your county, your town, that's where you live. That's what we ought to pay attention to. This happens to be from the northern part of Cal Unicornia. It is from the Facebook page of the Placer County Sheriff's Office. That is in the northern part of the state. This is law enforcement in the period of COVID. This happened all over America. Just after midnight, early Monday morning, our graveyard shift deputies. Is that the, the official term? That's a bad term. Why do they call it the graveyard shift? Is it because you, like, hang around and look for ghosts? Or? That is an excellent question. Does why, it put you in the graveyard? Why is it called the graveyard shift? I've always just known it meant nighttime. Yeah. And, but never... The overnight. But yeah. never thought, why would that mean nighttime? Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Our graveyard shift deputies initiated a traffic stop on a vehicle with suspended and expired vehicle registration. The driver of the vehicle refused to pull over, and a pursuit was initiated. The driver sped through the city of Auburn, California, running red lights and crossing over double yellow lines. Oh, that's scary. The pursuit spanned from Auburn to Forest Hill, which is just a town or two away, where a vehicle spike strip was successfully deployed to bring an end to the pursuit. So you got a guy driving, a, you know, a car suspended, expired, etc., uh, goes off uh, on a chase, breaks multiple traffic laws, puts many lives at risk. The driver, identified as 34-year-old Kevin Grunbach of Novato, California, was arrested and charged with felony evading. Grunbach was released from jail several hours later under the emergency bail schedule, zero bail order, that Cal Unicornia is, is uh, experimenting with. Shortly after his release, Grunbach walked across the street from the Auburn jail and confronted a citizen sitting in his vehicle. Grunbach forced open the passenger door and got into the occupied vehicle, frightening the driver. The same deputies responded, and once again, he was uncooperative with deputies. He was arrested and booked into jail a second time for charges of vehicle tampering and resisting arrest. Grunbach was released again. No. Several no, hours no, later. No, 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 Due no, to no, the no, emergency no, no, no. bail schedule. No, no, no. I was with you up until the last time he got let go, and then now, now it's into science fiction or something. This is absolutely true. This is from the sheriff department itself. Directly. Yeah. Yeah. How is your utopia coming along, Cal Unicornia? Speaking of not being able to wrap your head around something. So if you're if you're in that car and that guy hurts you or your family, right. and then you find out he was on a high-speed chase on rural, windy roads 
couple hours ago. A couple hours ago, risking lives, and right. you let him out, and Running now he's me. Yeah. I'm sorry my head's going to explode now. I can't deal with that lack of justice. Well, we can't uh, charge him cash bail, and uh, the judge isn't available, and during the time of COVID, we can't hold him in a cell, so we're just turning criminals loose. But soon, because we're so sweet to them, people won't commit crimes. God, that's so crazy. We'll give him a unicorn to ride, because he clearly cannot be trusted driving. Yeah, I know. It's insane, isn't it? That's how nuts things have gotten in some of your blue parts of the country. That is crazy. Yeah, I know. I know. No, you know what? And then society... somebody will get hurt badly oh, by yeah. this oh, guy. Yeah. You oh, guarantee yeah. it. He's that crazy. You know what? Society does this sort of thing. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody allows somebody like that to just go. All right. Wow. Twice in an evening. Just care about the origin of the graveyard shift. Sure. Uh, it seems to have uh, originated in the late 1800s. There's no evidence at all that it had anything to do directly with watching over graveyards, merely that the shifts took place in the middle of the night when the ambience, ambiance was quiet and lonely. Huh. And the uh, ghostly spirits are about. Everybody knows that. Okay, so it just means uh, nighttime. Yeah, yeah, overnights. Early, earliest example of the phrase in print that this thing found was in uh, 1897 in a Too newspaper. much etymology. You cross the line. The Salt Lake Tribune is the paper of note. <laughs> Somebody make him stop. Arrest him, then turn him loose immediately. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Lake of the Ozarks, packed with party goers. This holiday weekend, look, I understand these are young people. Experts keep saying over and over they're at a much lower risk. But if they do get this, and again, there's no mask wearing here that I see, not much at all. I see no social distancing. But if they get the virus and then are in contact with older and more vulnerable Americans, that could be a disaster for others. That's why in a short period of time, it's only temporary. You can't social distance. Please wear the mask. Do it for your mom, your dad, your grandma, your grandpa. My humble advice. You don't have to listen to me. I'm not a doctor. That's interesting. Yeah, the king of the right is always right. The left is always wrong. Well, Well, one of the and the king of Trump is always right. Right. Uh, Because Trump, you know, not wearing a mask and that whole kerfluffle that we talked about. That's Hannity saying, "Kids, wear the mask." So. Um, uh, you know, it's going to be like so many things in history. When we do get on the other side and understand this thing a lot more fully, the, the number of swings and misses is going to be a little embarrassing, yeah. uh, especially if we crush the economy. So Twitter, to their credit, did not take down Trump's tweets about Scarborough murdering the intern. <laughs> if you're following that story or not. Um, uh, now, it's possible, um, you know, they're super cynical and they're leaving him up because they think it damages Trump. I don't know. But uh, the, the the Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski have asked that Twitter take down the tweets in which Trump claims Joe Scarborough murdered an intern um, years well, ago. Well, he, he, he says it should be investigated. Twitter didn't take those down, um, but they did flag some tweets from Donald Trump yesterday. And I've got some new information on this that I hadn't come across that I think is pretty interesting if you're saying, oh, no, God, this story again. Uh, So Trump tweeted some stuff about mail-in ballots and how they're dangerous. Twitter said, we've got facts that show what you're saying isn't right. So they put a little flag on there. It says, get the facts about mail-in ballots with a link. Um, So this is a pretty big deal. This has not happened before. Um, 
and I'll read from the Morning Dispatch today, and I thought this was interesting. Tuesday's decision still opens up an entirely new can of worms now. Will Twitter now fact-check all false or misleading statements on the platform or just Trump's? Should tweets that don't include a get-the-facts tag be presumed to be accurate? Excellent question. Uh-oh. Now, if I'm looking at a tweet from Trump or anybody and you didn't put that on there, do I assume that you fact-checked it and it yes. is true? Jack Dorsey declares it to be truthful. That is one of the problems with that with that tagging, Matt. Sure. Because you got to have the the other side of it, too. Right. Um, you know, if I was going to go all political theory on you, I'd, I'd point out that that's the problem with over-governance in general. You figure if the government says it, it, it's permissible, then it must be good, etc. And it's just... People don't make their own decisions anymore. Which fact checkers will be relied upon to correct erroneous claims? We have a suggestion for that last one. They say them, (laughs) the dispatch. But anyway, (laughs) under Section 230 of the 1996 Communications Decency Act, Internet platforms like Twitter, Facebook, and Google are not liable for content users post in the same way publishers would be. No provider or user of an Internet interactive computer service shall be treated as the publisher or speaker of any information provided by another information content provider, the legislation reads. Some Republican lawmakers, Senators Josh Hawley, Ted Cruz, and Marco Rubio, chief among them, have argued for years that these platforms are biased against conservative viewpoints, because they are. Correct. I I interjected that. Mm -hmm. Which, in their eyes, makes them publishers rather than mere platforms. Twitter's move yesterday really earned their scorn, and they say launched them into the world of clearly... Publishers. Uh, this is from Senator Hawley. At Twitter is getting subsidized by the federal government for that interference in the form of special immunity worth billions of dollars. Time to end hashtag big tech, big tech sweetheart deal with government. Marco Rubio added, if they have now decided to exercise an editorial role like a publisher, then they should no longer be shielded from liability and treated as publishers under the law. Um. So what direction does that go from here? I don't know. The idea of trusting these people to be the arbiters of truth is just horrifying to me. And to wit, a couple of stories. These are both out today. Whistleblowers say Facebook has not warned investigators about illegal activity. There are all sorts of people um, uh, trafficking in drugs and and, and, and porn and, and whatever else on Facebook. Facebook knows it, but they do nothing about it. Because they figure, well, it'd be too much trouble, or it would draw attention to it, or or whatever. So they serve themselves, which is fine. They're a private company. They get to. Um, but then you have this story. YouTube is now deleting comments critical of the Chinese government. There are a couple of phrases and or a couple of Chinese symbols that if you use those phrases, YouTube will immediately, their algorithm will remove your comment from a video. And it's all in service to the Chinese Communist government. So Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg and uh, and the Google folks who own YouTube, they're going to be the arbiters of truth? Are you kidding me? Uh, that is an excellent question on the flagging. So you flag up a president's tweets, but nobody else's? Because there's a lot of powerful people. Nobody's as powerful as the president of the United States. But are you going to flag any other leaders of any, any other politicians, any other leaders of any organizations? I don't know. Because there's all kinds of crap on Twitter that's not true or certainly misleading. Right. Right. You know what? I just wonder what they're going to do. I'm not that worked up about it. I just wonder where this is going. Well, it's in a period of brief flailing about in which they 
try things and they get pressured by the Mika Brzezinski's of the world into flagging the president's tweet, for instance. It's so clearly a bad idea and dumb, in my opinion. It won't last very long, so I'm not really worked up either. Um, and, and I've long recognized... You think recognized, they'll back off and stop doing oh, it? Oh, they have to. They yeah. have to. For, for the reasons you put, I think, quite well. But that's the Bill Maher argument. Is you, you just you got to let people figure this out on their own. There's, it's, it's the only way to do it. you right. got to let people put the stuff out there on these platforms and, 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 and trust human beings, most human beings, to be able to figure out what's true and what's not. Yeah. Like Sean said, every, every story comes with homework in the modern world. We're going to focus a bit on the president's specific tweet and the idea of mail, uh, mailing out ballots to every voter leading to vote fraud. And that's what Twitter decided. Ah, was, that's so crazy. We've got to flag it. Suggesting that when I think it's absolutely true. But so if that is just so out there that uh, they got a flag and I'm just looking at Joe Biden's Twitter feed. Uh, one in four U.S. workers has filed for unemployment benefits in the last 10 weeks. It's a crisis unlike anything we've seen in our lifetime. And the Trump administration is failing to do enough to help. Flag! The Trump administration joined Congress in passing a law that actually pays more people to stay at home than they're working, getting their work. A good I for, mean, that's true. A good for instance, you know, Biden or somebody like him would absolutely tweet that uh, long debunked stat that women are paid Seven cents on the dollar Perfect for men. Example. You know yeah. that that would they flag that with any no, of the, of the counterpoints that have been made by from everybody from the Washington Post on down? No, of course not. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to find some more Joe Biden points. You know, but the point is made. It's just it's just ridiculous. All right, to the particulars of that tweet and mail in vote fraud and the claim by Twitter and NPR and CNN and the Washington Post that there's. There's no chance of vote fraud. There's no evidence of that. In fact, that's such an insane claim. We need to flag this tweet. Uh, we'll take a closer look at that next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm excited about Haircut Night in America on CBS. Friday night, we're going to watch the show and all give each other haircuts. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Experts, stylists on there, giving oh. advice. Hey, oh. yeah, beautiful hair. Feel like cutting off. If you want a haircut, go call your stylist and have him come to your house. That's right. Break the law, you heard me. Throw on a mask. Arbitrary, capricious, ridiculous. So the whole the tweet the president tweeted happened to be about the one that got so much controversy and then Twitter decided to flag. It was about the Scarborough killing that woman. No, actually, no? it was about the likelihood of voter fraud if uh, all the states just mail out ballots, especially mailing out ballots to everyone, whether they uh, want them or not. And I've just been going through Joe Biden's Twitter feed, and there are, there are half a dozen easily out of the first 20 that you could flag and say, this is not really true, it's misleading. But that's the nature of politics. So it's absurd that they would flag a claim, even if it's questionable. But to my mind, it's not really questionable. We talked about this a little bit earlier, uh, but Tucker Carlson hit it on his show last night. We thought it might be instructive to play a couple of those uh, clips. Let's, let's start with number 47, Sean. 
the ways it could invite fraud are obvious. Think about it for 10 seconds. With unlimited ballot harvesting, there is no state supervision, no chain of custody, no limit on the amount of ballots a single person can collect. Ballot harvesters could go to people's homes, and they do in California. They pressure them to vote or to vote the right way, or they help a person read through a ballot while nudging them on whom to vote for. But why stop there? A ballot harvester could ask or pay a person to sign and turn over a blank ballot, or they could trick them into handing over their vote with an unsealed envelope, allowing the harvester to fill in incomplete ballots or simply throw away ballots that don't vote the right way. Yeah, it's well known among vote harvesters in Cal Unicornia, for instance, how to do this stuff. Well, Sean asked a question earlier. Couldn't the Republicans do it? Yeah, they could, and they have. They did in North Carolina, where it's not allowed, and the Democrats came down on them like a ton of bricks because it's so unfair. Right, and the election was overturned. And the election was actually overturned because they were doing something that most people think, you know, but so they made it legal in California. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I don't want it anywhere. Right, right. Uh, let's go ahead with uh, 48. A 1998 report by the Florida Department of Law Enforcement described absentee ballot fraud as the, quote, tool of choice for those who want to steal an election. Again, it's not a theoretical risk. Actual voter fraud has happened, despite what they tell you, all over the country. In North Carolina, by the way, it was Republicans who did it. A Republican victory in a congressional race was overturned after it was discovered that political operatives were collecting blank or incomplete ballots and then filling them out and turning them in. In New Jersey in 2013, not in 1813, 2013, a city councilman was caught paying operatives to travel door-to-door after mail-in ballots were distributed, telling people who to vote for and offering them 50 bucks. Texas has had multiple prosecutions for illegal vote harvesting. Why don't they mention that on television? You don't think this happens? Oh, yes, it does. Ask anyone who's honest who's ever covered an election in this country. It happens. So uh, here's a story out of Oregon. Um, it's a it's a letter to the editor. Um, uh, bah, bah, bah. I want to highlight to American citizens, this does happen. I don't know why there's this blind belief that it cannot happen. It does happen. It happened to me, says a woman who came forward to tell the story of how she, a non-citizen, ended up getting registered to vote without even knowing it and had ballots sent to her. Uh, ever since the advent of vote by mail, elections integrity activists have pointed out all the different ways such a system could be compromised. Uh, et cetera. And it's, it's easy, especially with your motor voter. When you, when you get your driver's license, you're automatically registered to vote unless you affirmatively check a box that says, please don't send me a ballot because I'm not a citizen. I mean, this is just absolutely begging for fraud. And the idea that the Washington, that the Twitter would then turn to CNN for the love of God and the Washington Post and, and who was the third? Politico, I think was the third one. Um, to say, uh, what do you think of this? Is this factual? And they say, oh no, CNN, are you kidding me? That's just ridiculous. Twitter, you've made yourself look ridiculous. You don't want to be. We we don't disallow banks because they have the potential to be robbed. We figure out a way to make banks safer. Correct. Why wouldn't that? Why should? Why isn't that the conversation around mail-in voting? I will tell you this, and this is not to be disrespectful. I think if we talked about it for five minutes, it would become clear that the number of people and time required to do that would be enormous. And as it is, I mean, they could come up with a foolproof technical way to make sure only you filled out your ballot. Only you opened it, only you turned it in, or whatever. But, it, 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 the you know, to go back to your bank analogy, you got to lock the vault. 
So, You've got to. So a Republican won, uh, you know, took the, the seat from uh, naked Katie Hilden in, in, in California, and that election showed that... Fact check! She's only naked sometimes. And that... Bingo! That special election was a test case for mail-in balloting, and that's mm-hmm. what got Republicans' attention, thought, wait a second, this actually benefits us. If it becomes established knowledge that mail-in voting actually helps Republicans... Yes. ...because old people actually know how to get stuff in the mail... Um, is this conversation going to flip completely? <laughs> I, uh, it, I wonder. It absolutely could, and that would be hilarious to observe. Because although... right now, Trump and a lot of other Republicans are still of the belief, no, this helps Democrats, and Democrats are of the belief that... I, I feel like 90% of the conversations around this are based out of people worried about who this will help more. Oh, oh that's yeah. absolutely yeah. true. Uh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All, yeah. Although, I, w- I would like to say my side of the argument, I think, has the facts on its side, how easy it would be to defraud elections... And the Democrats of California agree with me because it's a single party state and they're working as hard as they can to have everybody gets registered automatically. You mail out all the, the ballots. Anybody can grab as many ballots as they want and turn them all in as long as there's a signature on them. The Democrats are not doing that for fairness. They're doing it because they think it helps them win. And it helped the Republicans win in North Carolina. When uh, they, yeah. When they did the voter harvesting. In a, in a very uh, red uh, district. Yeah. 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 And I don't want anybody doing it. Right. Um, we touched on this yesterday. I have not actually seen the pictures or videos of Mike Tyson currently. He's actually... He's been doing some training stuff, uh, hearing more and more rumors about there's a... Says here he was ripped. Is he... Oh, is he, oh yeah. He, he looks, looks like, terrifying. Oh, really? And yeah. by, by the way, worth, worth noting, uh, Tiger Owner before it was cool. God, he's, true. In, he's in his 50s, and he got in that kind of shape, huh? He looks terrifying. Mike Exotic. Wow, that's exciting. So there may be a Tyson Holyfield 3. What? Yeah, that, that was nobody the, wants that. That was the Vander uh, Holyfield does, and Mike Tyson does. Well, yeah, they do for the paycheck. Please, I'd watch that. Another pay per view fraud. Please, a couple of ripped fifty year olds beating the hell out of each other. Floyd Mayweather and what's his name Pacquiao. Need I remind you? No, this would have uh, ear biting and <laughs> pushing and shoving. Yeah, the, the good news is the bad news. Uh, and a lot of leaning against each other because I don't care what kind of shape they're in. They're in their 50s. They'll get winded. Some of the other <laughs> names that are being thrown out are some uh, kind of older former MMA uh, big big stars. And it would be... Is Muhammad Ali still alive? No. no. Um, I don't think so. There's a thing that's called the Bare Knuckle Boxing League. Yes. Which is... Uh, oh, yes, I've heard Tyson Bare Knuckle Boxing. That's, that's what I've heard. Oh, yeah. That's what, what I've heard. He and Holyfield are going to bare knuckle it? Not in that. I I think Tyson's camp has pushed back against the Holyfield thing. Oh. I've heard the bare knuckle boxing or the bare knuckle fighting like league fight is somebody, about the. I'd like to fight somebody smaller with my bare hands. I'm not going to fight Mike Tyson bare knuckled, no. no matter if he's a hundred. No. Well, no, I'm not fighting him under any circumstances. If I have a bat, I'm not fighting. Him. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, right. He'll just take it from me. God, he was the greatest thing ever in his You'll prime. You'll hit him in the head twice with it, and he won't even flinch. I'll just and you think, well, now I'm dead. <laughs> now I get to meet the Lord. Dang it! You know, you get you got all the everybody likes to the sports era the 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 sixty seven Jets versus the eighty seven Forty ers Everybody likes that sort of thing, right? The Bulls yeah. thing is that the sure. Lakers in their prime against the Bulls in their prime. Blah blah blah. This stuff. Me, I want Muhammad Ali in his prime against Tyson in his prime. I think that would be the most interesting, not just a a great sporting event. I think it'd be so interesting on how Ali would have handled that. As a fan of the sweet science of beating someone in the head till they give, (laughs) 
Um, oh, there he is training. Oh, he, oh, he's quicker than I am. Yeah, oh, my. God, look at his legs. Oh, Jeez. my. That's where the power comes from. It's the base, those legs. Oh, my. And his muscle memory. We'll has post not... this at armstrongyegetti.com. And he might be mad. Maybe. Yo, geez, look at that. Oh, sorry, not, Mr. Tyson. I'll tell you one thing. In a 50 and up class, ain't a person on the planet could beat him. <laughs> I, Except I maybe 50-year-old right. Muhammad Ali. Yeah, I wonder. Well, well, no. In their primes, that'd be fascinating to oh, see. I, Ali was so great at slipping punches. When when Tyson charged out of his corner like a bull in the first round, like he always did, and then terrified guys in either fleeing back to their dressing room or he just knocked them on their can. <laughs> um, Ali would sidestep it, hit him in the ear, and well, say, "Bring it again." I don't think the yeah. So the no robe, no socks, no music thing that intimidated so many people wouldn't have worked on Ali. No. I don't think he'd so, chuckle. So he'd have to get more to the, uh, <laughs> the 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 actual abilities, but I don't know. Yeah, he, Tyson never faced a backpedaler like Ollie. He was so good at moving backwards while just obliterating your face. It oh, was yeah. it was amazing. It's, 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 it's not to get too boxingy on people because nobody watches boxing anymore. But watch an Ollie fight when you get a chance, and watch the speed of his punches because he would do nothing. He would just paw. He'd defend. He'd all, and then be flash, 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 and a guy'd be on his ass. God, the Tyson thing was just so... I don't care. You, you're tough. You're confident. I'm young. I'm indestructible. Right. And then he comes... Ah! <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing to realize, too. He was doing that to, you know, top 1% fighters on the planet. Right. And but then just, people figured it out and started beating him. You scream like a little girl and run back into your corner and lay down on the ground. <laughs> That'd be my plan. <laughs> Stick with the plan, son. Armstrong and Getty.